welcome to the HJ Talks About Abuse podcast, the podcast where we talk about sexual abuse cases in the hope that it will assist listeners in openly discussing topics which have been ignored for too long. This podcast is brought to you by the abuse team at Hugh James. We are lawyers, so we tend to speak about the legal aspects of abuse cases, but we aren't too shy to speak up about the broader issues faced by survivors of sexual abuse too. We hope that you find it interesting, but more than that, if you are a survivor of sexual abuse, we hope that you find our discussion empowering. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Alan Collins. I'm the head of the abuse team here at Who James, and I'm joined by my colleague, Danny Vincent. Hi, Danny. Hi, Alan. So in this podcast, we are going to be discussing safety on dating apps. So I should always say right at the beginning of a podcast that what we're going to be talking about and make the point that content may, of course, be distressing and disturbing. So now's the time to turn away or turn off the podcast. I think you may be upset by what we're going to be talking about and go off and do something else. But otherwise, please, please do stay with us because we're going to be talking about safety on dating apps. So background to all of this is social media, of course. Social media is something that I suspect has a role in all of our lives or the vast majority of us. It seems to be, you know, social media seems to be something that we're involved in consciously, subconsciously, whatever, on a daily, daily basis. And we can't really remember what it was like not to have social media, I suspect. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so social media has found its way into all aspects of our, our lives. And Danny, you are going to help us understand what the issues is in respect of safety on dating apps. We are all probably familiar with just the existence of dating apps because of the adverts that we see on social media and television and all the rest of it. So let's have a, a bit of a backdrop to this, Danny. So the reason that I thought that this was going to be an interesting topic is that there's been a few things in the news over the years of people going on dates and meeting someone from a dating app, for example, and, you know, resulting in a sexual assault. And there was somebody that went on a Tinder date in, I think it was Australia, and she was killed that night after. So the connection is the dating app, whether these people would be put in, you know, meeting without them. And the reason I was looking at this is there's been a, a call for a long time for social media sites like Facebook and Instagram that you needed to sign up with ID purely because of the significant trolling that, that happens. You know, we, we saw it with in football, the, the racism and, and people making these awful trolling comments. But it goes a bit further when you go to a dating app because Again, there's no ID requirements. So effectively, two people are talking online and how much information they share. We've seen a lot of instances over the years where women have been defrauded of money for meeting effectively younger men abroad, sending money. And these dating apps have been the, the connection between them. So I started researching into you know, whether there's any liability for any of these dating sites, because they make significant money, you know, that they've been around. We all know friends that have gone through dating apps and met someone that, you know, what is the position here for safety of individuals? And when I was looking, there's no requirement to confirm who you are to upload any ID. And so people that have got a criminal record for, you know, sexual assault or, or on sexual offenders risk uh, register, there's there's no requirement for any checks to be done by these organisations. 
So going onto a dating app is, in every sense, a giant step into the dark. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you, you know, from, from a common sense perspective, you tell people what you would want to know if you were in a, a physical date with them. But the difficulty is, I guess, is that if you've spoken to someone, I guess, for a long time and you trust that individual, you know, you may tell them your, your address, where to pick you up. Or you may go on a date. The the Grace, I think it was Grace Miller in Australia. She went on a public date and, and you know, never came home from it. She, she died. So mm. she was murdered by her date. And so... I'm just surprised that in in this day and age that perhaps there isn't more safeguarding perhaps in regards to uploading ID. And the reason I say this is I guess you have to be at least 18 to go on such sites for people are adults. But there was an investigation and I've linked it in the blog that goes with if, if anyone is interested that said that somebody was assaulted and reported it back to the dating site and they didn't remove the profile. So these organisations are being informed of sexual assault and they're still allowing that individual to effectively contact another person and another person. Maybe there should be a legal obligation on, on the host to actually do a check on anyone who signs up to go onto their dating app. I guess that would increase the cost maybe, um, but maybe that's small price to pay in order to drive up safety standards. I think that from, from reading the research, and again, as I say, we've linked it, is that if it's a paid site and there is a difference between paid sites and unpaid sites, there may be more checks. But I mean, again, with Facebook and Instagram, having someone have to upload their ID would mean that if somebody has been sexually assaulted and they contact that organisation, that organisation has that person's details to pass on to the police because from a logical point of view, if somebody is logging into these sites on the basis that, that they're looking to obtain access to people to sexually assault them, they're unlikely to be giving any of their true identity details. And that begs the question, you know, they could easily provide a false identity, steal somebody else's identity, and so deceive everybody. But the element with that is, is if you stole a fake ID and it's not your picture and then somebody turns up and meets with that person. I know the term catfish goes around quite often and people normally say it jokingly, but if you, I imagine, attended a bar where you were supposed to be meeting someone who looks like something and actually it's somebody completely different straight away, you'd possibly be alerted to the fact that this is concerning but yeah I was very surprised at the fact that when these organizations were being informed that people had been assaulted that they were still leaving the profiles on yeah and of course the whole business is is to, is to work on that on an individual's desire to meet somebody there's a certain vulnerability isn't there or potential vulnerability because someone's going to go onto a dating app for you know for the obvious reason they want to meet somebody and so there's a certain vulnerability there. People don't, I guess, go to a dating app thinking, oh, I might be susceptible to a rogue, a sex offender or whatever. You're going into it, aren't you, with optimism rather than maybe with a degree of caution, so to speak. So I think there's, you know, arguably there's an even greater onus on the host, on the provider, because, you know, their customers potentially are a little bit vulnerable. Well, the, the, the other element is, is that you could have very vulnerable people on there because, again, there's, there's no safeguarding. And also, I think you're supposed to be 18 to sign up to something like a dating app, but that doesn't stop somebody who's younger, again, signing up. So, 
you know, again, vulnerable, potentially vulnerable children. We've seen the problems that have come about in chat rooms before where children have been groomed. So this could just be a more sophisticated version of that potentially in some cases, especially if individuals are using dating apps to target vulnerable people. Or When you start looking into it and reading the research, it was actually pretty surprising at the problems that that were coming from it yeah when you think about it it's quite worrying it's quite disturbing so i wonder if any of the politicians at parliament are really sort of thinking about this i know that in regards to other social media sites that there has been calls for katie price was advocating for it in respect of her son harvey who was trolled quite a lot in regards to having id having to be when you set up any form of sort of Instagram or Facebook account. But I don't think that that has, that's not come into place with with those types of social media, which again, you, you know, vulnerable young people subject to potential grooming on those sites. And this is obviously just an extension of this and effectively an adult side of something that could be problematic with social media. Yeah, it's an interesting area. It's an area where you think you wouldn't have to have these issues, but very clearly there are. So I think it's it's a subject that we will need to return to. And it'd be interesting to hear from any of our podcast listeners as to what their thoughts are on all of this, and even to share any particular stories with us that they um, have come across in relation to all of this. Because I think, you know, it's, you know, it's the way the world is working and evolving. And it's terribly um, sad and, and tragic when people get hurt through you know maybe a a degree of innocence on their part yeah and if our listeners are interested we i've linked there was a really good article by cosmopolitan in respect of potential ways to keep you safe in respect of telling people who you're with considering you know the number plate because there was examples such as you know you've gone on a date with someone and you've seen their profile so that again you're lured into a sense of I guess, security of whom you're with and you know their name and you know their last name, you know where they are and where they, you know, do for a job. And then, you know, so at the end of the day, have you got into their car thinking you've had a lovely time and then that person transfers not to be who they say they are? So, yeah, Cosmopolitan did a really good article and I've linked it at the bottom of our blog in respect of some safety features. If any of our listeners want to have a look at that, I thought that was quite, had some good points on that. Good. Excellent. Okay. Well, thanks, Danny, for raising this issue for our podcast. And as always, listeners, if you have any questions about this podcast or any of our podcasts, then we'd be pleased to hear from you. Likewise, if you've got suggestions, please put forward those suggestions to us. Thanks, Danny. Thanks for listening. Thanks a lot. Bye now. Thank you for listening to this episode of HJ Talks About Abuse. You can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast player. If you'd like to speak to us about something you've heard today, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at aboutabuse at hjtalks.co.uk.